0: is up kings and priests podcast thanks for listening in it's thursday morning our thursday morning routines good to talk to you how are you
1: good mate really good beautiful here in park city right now the last like, two weeks and we have these storms at night which is really cool like thunder and lightning and then the days wow, are cool Awesome. So the days are good. Gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm Would not you, like outside taking advantage of it. I'm sitting here I know, right? all day. But uh
0: anyway, I I literally had a. I someone asked recently, like, hey, when was the last time you golfed? And I was like, I mean, a long time ago. And <laughs> someone actually hit me up wanting me to play yesterday at my favorite course in Simi Valley. Oh. And was like, yo, got a free time. It was like 10 a.m. and I was just like, it was like. N- It was like, I just was like, I can't, I cannot do it. it. I can't do it. Before I had had kids, like two kids, I would have been like, yeah, I'll do it. And then just like work till 2 a.m. But those days are over. Those days are are gone. I got the club
1: championship this weekend. So I'll be playing a lot Friday, Saturday, and I'm I'm playing Sunday. And Pauline's out of town. So there's no guilt. There
0: you go. There you go. (laughs) Hey, okay. So let before we jump into our topic, let's get on a rabbit trail for a second. I, I have a business idea. Not a business oh. idea that I'm going to do now, not like, an, but, okay. but one day, like when I'm, okay. you know, 45 plus And, and with hundred million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. There's this new thing that opened up in my neighborhood in South Pasadena and they've, they've shared a, it's they're sharing a space with like a gym and a juice bar. And it's like a, basically a sim- golf simulator and they have one of them. And it's like the best of the best. Yeah. And you can rent it out for like 40 bucks an hour. And so, as I've been thinking about golfing, I'm like, you know, what I could do is go do that at like 8 p.m. Right? Like, baby goes to bed. Right, right, right. Get out of the house. At least it gives me like a couple hours of, right. you know, hitting um, the ball or whatever. Right. And then a few months ago, they opened up a Top Golf down in El Segundo, and attached to it is this really cool. You know, Callaway
1: just just bought, bought Top Golf. They're now together. Really? Okay.
0: Fascinating. And Taylor
1: is
0: opening a the, like the a big thing, Yeah, in
1: Frisco.
0: Oh, is it in Frisco? I think so. Do you know that I could have bought – in the year that I moved to LA, 2009, from Dallas, Mm. I probably could have bought a five-bedroom, 3,000-square-foot house in Frisco.
1: Mm, For nothing.
0: For for $200,000. Right. Now they're a million? And and now it is the fastest-growing area in the country. I know. My buddy's a
1: Kerry Robertson. He's playing Oh Yeah, yeah. There, mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago, and he's he's crushing. It's insane.
0: Um. So, yeah, that's cool. They're doing it there. So, okay, I had this thought, right? So, because I have a buddy, our friend Matt Shackelford um, yep. always talks about wanting to start a, a tiki bar someday. And, I know. You know, like that's, it, <laughs> he's, that's he's, his new thing. He's trying he to talk the tiki- me into <laughs> it. In <the door. laughs> It's funny. I saw some like really successful entrepreneur the other day tweet. Let me save you. Let me save you a million dollars and three years of miserable work. Do not start a coffee shop, a restaurant or a bar. Just yeah, don't do exactly, it.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but OK, so but it did get me thinking like, OK, my at least for the next few years, like my days of being able to play golf on a Saturday are shot. I'm building a business. So like the idea of like just taking off for four hours a day, once every couple of weeks, it's just not doable right. anymore. Right? right. But I did think like, and it wouldn't work in LA, but maybe in a city like Dallas or a suburb of Atlanta or Nashville or something like you buy a plot of land, you build like a really fun, you get a professional designer. It's not like a crappy par three, but you do right. like a nine hole yep. challenging sort of pitch and putt kind yep. of thing uh you put lights up and it's open till 2 a.m. it's open. you can right. you know you, you you do the night golf thing you have yeah. like a cool um sports bar attached to it that just yeah. does like good cocktails place. maybe like a good burger and a good steak and that's right. it a place guys can mm-hmm. come watch golf and then you have some kind of like sh- mini golf shaved ice thing for kids or right. or whatever right. right and you just put it in like a place like frisco texas Right. And you the whole pitch is like, hey, this is for guys to come play in the evenings.
1: Right. right. You know? You'd have um, to get it away from neighborhoods, right? Yeah, it would have, it have to be – Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, it's like, by me, would, in the like right industry. area,
0: it would kill it, right? I mean, <laughs> at least theoretically there's, it would.
1: There's so much going on in that space. Like, Tiger is doing that indoor thing starting next mm-hmm. year. Doing Monday mm-hmm. nights, going to compete with Monday night football. Dang. Literally, there's tons going on in the golf space. So mm-hmm. we we um the we just have a new course being built, and they're putting four um bays in simulator bays, and it's 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 in conjunction with TaylorMade, I think, at cool. my club here. So yeah, it's a, it's a it's a thing.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Did you when you went to um, Pebble Beach, did you play Tiger's par three?
1: Mm-hmm. Is that fun? Yeah. That's yeah. almost Absolutely. like what I
0: think. Like you just, it's like it's just Literally, a fun. You need a
1: yeah, you need a fifty six. A fifty-two and maybe a pitching which three clubs and a putter, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. And then the other thing, and we did this here, is there's an eighteen-hole putting course with little stands that you put your beer on. Yeah, and like <laughs> so you're like you're with your buddies, right? and there's this little bar, little restaurant, and you're doing this putting thing, and with That's your buddies, sick. And that, you know, and drink a beer, yeah. which
0: yeah, dolphin like alcohol that, that
1: you usually mix, but you know, Gosh, five, man, five, I five, know. In the
0: there you yeah. go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, okay, I want to talk today about a um, post I read recently on Twitter uh, called the Three Founder Archetypes. Uh, this mm. is more philosophical, but I, it's, it's, it's more like I like the way that they uh, explain it. And so right. they say essentially that there are three different archetypes or kinds of people or personalities that general founders generally have. And obviously some of them have bits and pieces of each, but I thought it was really interesting. So it says, this: says when I think about the world of founders, in my mind, there are really three archetypes I see over and over again. There's cowboys, craftsmen, and revolutionaries. uh, And each has its own set of superpowers. So they essentially go through uh, the good, what, who those people are, and then maybe what their downside could possibly be. So I want to, I want to read through them and hear what you think. So, okay cowboys is this the brass the brash risk takers who have at least one screw loose willing to take crazy risks in markets and challenge incumbents with bravado these guys crush it when going light and fast is the best mode of operation and when risk is mispriced on a mission um i think of probably someone like an elon musk probably comes yeah, to mind Zuckerberg right he Zuckerberg. Invented the term, mm-hmm.
1: move fast break things like, mm-hmm. something like that so mm-hmm. yeah no I definitely that that is a personality type of, of you know especially tech founders
0: yeah yeah or like what's the what was Richard Branson's famous quote like screw it let's do it right like just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. just kind of a, a gambler a gambler So it, to speak. it feels
1: to me that there's a bit less of that these days now mm-hmm maybe with AI booming, like, you know, and all the risks and and all the money going to AI startups right now. And then we might see a a bunch of new young entrepreneurs that are, you know, have that mindset. But Mm -hmm. especially when the market's been a bit off on tech, although it's had a Mm good year, um, you know, it feels like in COVID and like the the risky go for it thing has been absent. It feels like to me in the last two Mm -hmm. or three years. Yeah. And uh, AI is probably going to launch it again, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 I think about the guys who like built Las Vegas and uh yep. some of these like the Jerry Joneses of the world, right? Who just sure. like made a sure. hundred million dollars in the oil business, put all of it into the Dallas Cowboys, and right. just said, I'm gonna so build the greatest, six billion. greatest <laughs> great, Yeah, the greatest sports yeah. franchise in the world, right? right? Like you yep. think about those kind of guys. Yep. Um, so that's like you know, a lot of like the oil, you know, the 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 yep. oil men of of the past, right? So yeah. that's all Cowboys. School carnegie's
1: yeah. and Rockefellers, and yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah these guys <clears throat> who were just titans and just were yeah just just absolute you know legends um so the next one is craftsmen uh craftsmen who are obsessive about the craft of a product they're deeply in the details of the experience they are producing they idealize things like japanese culture you know Uh, And the rare situations that the highest quality product and in the rare situations that the highest quality product actually wins in a market, they can do great. Right. I think that brings up a bunch of, of questions. So who would be a craftsman? Sam Altman.
1: Yeah, there you go. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Uh, Steve jobs. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, You think about product led, right? Like these guys don't think about sales and marketing. They think about building something so beautiful Mm -hmm. with, features that are so good. Mm -hmm. Maybe
0: what's the nest guy, Tony Fidel.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, just obsess over design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, definitely that, that whole genre of, of, you know, it's, it's rare that those guys are founders though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but maybe they don't
0: start out as fan founders. They kind of sort of, into that.
1: yeah, um, like you're working in a big industrial, you know, design firm and, but, yeah, that's, that's, you know, and you think about software, right? You think about beautiful software that, that works and you think about crappy software that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like there's the physical stuff, you know, when you think, but you think great software being built that solves, like, awesome problems mm-hmm. is just beautiful. And so there's a lot of product-led software companies that go to market with not a big sales marketing strategy. They just, you know, when Slack came out mm-hmm. and, like it just was awesome, and it just went And I'm, you know, I'm in my fifties now. I stay pretty current with what's going on around the place. I'm, being, you know, I'm in AI every day, and so I'm pretty. But it was just so easy to use. It made sense. It solved a problem. Remote businesses, you know, like we started with. So Zoom and Slack. I was talking to someone else this morning. How do you how do you beat Google, at at video, chat?
0: Mm-hmm. I how
1: heard. did like you beat it with product.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They, well, they removed two clicks. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Zoom removed two clicks, and and Google had renamed their video meeting thing like four times, mm-hmm. and all they did was make it two clicks simpler. And it was the right place, right time. And I haven't touched Google Meeting for maybe five years. Right.
0: Yeah. And well, On now a, Slack has Slack has huddles. Mm- so like yep. with our Pulpit AI guys, like they've got you know they all of them have other jobs, and so we just kind of like right. do a quick stand up every day whenever oh, yeah. they can, basically. Yeah. And exactly. we do everything. Literally everything is in Slack, and we yep. get on the video call, and it's like yep. it's you you get on there, and there's like automatic hold music that plays while you're waiting for yep. everybody else to jump on, yep. and it's like yep. they've
1: they've well, Salesforce bought right? them, right? Mm-hmm. Salesforce bought Slack. That's right. That, um, maybe Slack sold too early. Right. There's a big kind of kind of thing in startup land, like, did Slack just bail too soon? Or could they have gone, you know and then you say that with, say that about YouTube. You say that about Instagram. Like when someone waves a billion dollars in your face and you've been going You're three in your twenties, yeah. <laughs> and you're in your twenties and thirties. And you're like, Oh, it could be six billion, but like I'll take the billion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what was it? I think there was a couple maybe half a dozen people at Instagram maybe 12. Yeah. And like, like, what do you do? So right. anyway, product, this mm-hmm. is, it's a thing, beautiful products, you know, uh, mm-hmm. are, are a rarity. And when mm-hmm. you've got someone who's going to go product first. Yeah. So that there. was
0: going to be my question. You know, he says in the rare situations that the highest quality product actually wins in a market. Right. I, it's like, that's something I hear a lot. <laughs> right. And I feel like there's two very different philosophies on that. You know, best product always wins. And then you sort of, it's like sales sales and distribution and, or maybe specific insight or viewpoint or whatever. Um, I mean, that to me is interesting. It's an interesting thing
1: to think about. There's all those other factors, right? Like getting to market, Mm -hmm. like getting in the market, like Mm -hmm. getting people using your product. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's not ready yet. It's not built yet. It hasn't got these features. It doesn't matter. Like we've talked a lot about that over the episodes, mm-hmm. how important it is to get to customers as quick mm-hmm. as you can. And don't apologize for this feature or that feature. It's got to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The the first giving app that Barn built, I mean, it didn't look great. It it ha- had a ton of things that weren't there in the beginning, but it worked. And it was mm-hmm. really simple.
0: So you know what's so funny about that? You know, like the product isn't ready. We were just, and this is getting a bit under the hood of pulpit AI right now, but whatever it's funny we were chatting with me and and our the guy who built the web app and and the de, you know the developer we were talking to our technology partner who who actually like first of all he's freaking awesome three kids works building this freaking company is just a total oh. maniac he <clears throat> built the freaking digital brain that runs pulpit AI right yeah. and he's you know on his like third venture back startup and he's just a beast right and so we're chatting mm-hmm. back and forth and He's like, okay, when do we open up? Like, when are the gates open? What are we doing? Let's go. And we were like, what? And, you know, it's like, well, we're testing Stripe, and we're this, and we're that. And he's like, no, guys, 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 go to our website right now. This is their, you know, one of his companies. He was like, yeah. we have an intercom button. Yep. And guess what? You can't cancel your account on our thing, right? You literally have to email us, and right. I respond, you know? Yeah. And it's like, he was like, just get it out there. Like... Right. We need to, we're like, yep. we got to test the account cancellations and this and that. And he was yep. like, guys, guys, put an email address on your landing page that yep. says, if you want to cancel the account, email us right here and we'll do it within 24 go. hours. And he was like, get this thing out into the world. And it's so true, right?
1: Um, you couldn't cancel recurring giving on the first. Giving. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, giving way, that's game, a great way. That's a great way to get this tied <laughs> It was a selling feature to bosses. Not really. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot But you know, uh, he, but, you know, he
0: said that, he said that. And by the next morning, we had uh, intercom set up on our site and you can go yep. on there right now and message us and I get an email <clears throat> and every one of us gets an email and it's like <clears throat> problem solved in less than Easy. 12 hours, you know? Yep. Custom um, support. Mm-hmm. So Still. Cowboys, craftsmen, and then last, visionaries. Uh, the people who see mm-hmm. an opportunity to change the world in a fundamental and important way. They are futurists who are drawn to act versus just watch. They crush mm-hmm. it at big, audacious missions that require the coordination of tons of others. Mm-hmm. When they can communicate that vision to others, when they can communicate that vision to others and accept them, and they are right. So that's mm-hmm. sort of, that would probably be maybe
1: more like an Elon Musk, right? Yeah, I think, he, like, yeah, like the visionary. So I, I looked at those in the notes, and I'm like, I mean, what am I? You know, and then it's not, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm a cowboy, like, I measure risk, you know, and I'm older now. I'm not in my 20s. You know, I'm closer to mm-hmm. 60 than I am to 20. So I'm not a big risky guy, although I took, I have taken many big risks in my life. And one was starting this business. There's no mm-hmm. question. I'm not really a product guy, although I love that world. You know, I sit on every product meeting in our company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I have my eyes on every product that, you know, we have 16 different products now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like adding more like Mm -hmm. whole different categories of product right Mm -hmm. on this giving so i love that but i think you know i was trying to pinpoint someone asked like what what gifts of god gave you and the the Mm -hmm. way we think as believers right these are gifts that are given Mm -hmm. to be good stewards of and to use for his glory you know seeing around corners i can i can i can see the future a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's and it's you know, that's kind of probably what I bring to most things. It's uh, mm-hmm. trying to look in the future and, like, where's the puck going to be? Like, you know, the Gretzky quote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "and Just Skate where the know, puck is, not where it's going to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Or wh- where where the puck's going to be, not where it is. Where yeah. it's going to be. And, and like, you know, and then pick a, pick a, pick something. You know, the only thing when I was 50 and kind of starting over, the only thing I was really, like, that I could use was my expertise around the business of church. I knew how church business operated because I'd done it for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And then I had the giving with the phone thing. So, okay. I, I know how the business of church works. And I thought about giving with the phone when I bought the coffee with the Starbucks app in the phone. I'm like, giving should be this easy. So yeah, the visionary thing. And it comes back to the other basics, like you're solving problems that people Pain points along the way and, you know, recurring giving with two clicks was a mm-hmm. pain point solved, right, mm-hmm. for, for church leaders. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, you know, visionaries are um, probably the rarest one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. very specific gift. Mm-hmm. You think about it in the church world, yeah, you know, that, that visionary pastor that is like a Craig Rochelle. Yep. You know, so, yeah,
0: here's my hot take on that. There aren't that many but yeah. everyone wants to be one. Yeah, true. And everyone reads the books about the visionaries and then tries to apply yeah. those same things into their right. own lives. I I see it in church. I see it in business. Yeah. We live in this yeah. world where everyone, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to go down on the church road. But every pastor thinks they have to be a visionary because that's what they've been yeah. told. When yeah. it's like maybe they're just a local church pastor who needs yeah, to love people, love preach it. the gospel, yeah, make it. disciples you know, right. and not start 125 different things. Right. And I know so many pastors who have started 125 different things because that's, and they're just going like, wait a minute, I, I don't even, right. and I think it's the same way in business, right? I think everyone wants to be the visionary, but I actually don't totally. think there are there are as many as we think.
1: Well, the, probably the, there's three qualities of a visionary. I'm just riffing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the one that probably is the most important is that you can communicate the vision to a group of people that buy it and run with you just to go and bring it off, that's probably the thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, ideas are easy to think of, and I'm going to, you know, do this in the future. But if you can't communicate it and inspire mm-hmm. a group of people to come and help you do it because you can't do it by yourself, mm-hmm. that's probably the number one thing that a, a real visionary has. Mm-hmm. You can communicate the vision, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and, and, and then and make it so uh, compelling that people will sacrifice take a pay cut like move cities Mm -hmm. like that's that's a big component of being a visionary Mm -hmm. and so you know in the church world or in the business world so you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think you're right i think Mm -hmm. everyone wants to do that yeah it's a a great thing
0: so here's a couple of the downsides some downsides for each one of them we'll just go through very quickly um gambling addiction for cowboys (laughs) They enjoy the gamble and risk too much and end up taking irresponsible gambles just to feel something. Um, I'm definitely not a cowboy because I've maybe
1: like gambled like five times in my whole Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I played blackjack once many years ago in in Australia and I like won, like I had this run where I like won like 2,000 bucks and back when I was like in the 80s oh yeah, Mm -hmm. and I was at a real estate convention and I had the whole, like when someone gets hot, Oh, yeah. So hitting. fun. There's no, so there's no rush. Hitting there's hitting no rush head. like it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bet on a trifecta at a, on a horse race once. <laughs> this is all like 30 years ago, and yeah. I got and I won. I put 20 mm-hmm. bucks on these three horses, and first, second, and third, and I won like 900 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's the second time I gambled, and can't think of another. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go to Vegas and I just put like 100 on red. Yeah. On the roulette, right, yep. and then just still on some walk away. Yeah, boy. So that, yeah, that's yeah, my, yeah, I'm not a cowboy. See, I,
0: I, what I say is, uh I'm not a gambler. I'm a poker player. Those are two, yeah, different, there you two go. different <laughs> things. I no, I say am hat was way way yeah. many years ago. I played proper poker in a very long time. But one time I did I've done that a dozen times. Yeah, yeah with totally.
1: Fifty dollar buy or something.
0: Yeah, I did one time. It's it's funny. I was I was playing poker one time in Vegas next to a guy who was on the MIT blackjack team. and was one of the guys that they like yeah you know whatever and he still to this day can't walk into a casino without uh someone coming up to him and either removing him or or not letting him be on the part of the floor that the blackjack tables are on which is just insane so yeah gambling addiction um this is interesting it says cowboys are also usually willing too willing to go it alone uh and i think that's that's a huge thing um okay so craftsman Uh, They miss the forest for the trees. They love their product experience and customers so, so much that they are at risk of not actually building great businesses or platforms. It's hundred percent. It's almost like the craftsman is an artist
1: in some ways. They they are, and they're given to that. That's why I'm not a craftsman. I'm Mm -hmm. 8 out of 10, and let's go. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Mirages for visionaries. They are apt to see mirages in the desert because their identity is too caught up on tectonic change. Mm-hmm. So, when there isn't one, they emotionally have to invent <laughs> one and right. convince themselves of it,
1: which is really, yeah. uh, really super true. Yeah. And like, so we want practical visionaries, is what we want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah.
0: then he just says if we're being honest, most really great entrepreneurs are a hybrid of two or the three of these types. Steve yeah. Jobs was clearly a visionary craftsman, Musk is a visionary cowboy. Um, yeah. And That's true. so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the most important thing as a founder is self-awareness uh, and as an investor or team member, having a read on who you are in business with. Because yeah. at least if you know, you can think about how to manage the risks that come along with the forms. That's really
1: good. Very cool. Like I just think of the application for a Christian, uh, Christian in business. You know, we, we have gifts given to us by God, but we were also given the command to ask God and ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you think about a lot of times in like a secular environment, they're, they're limited to, oh, he, he's he got that gift, she's got that gift, right? Okay, that works in the church world too. There's gifts in the church, there's callings, there's all that. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, ask ask me whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? So the, the the Christian's superpower is the yeah. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, um, yeah. I would say to a like someone in business if like if you're confused or you're stuck like go to god and say god help me solve this problem here or is this, i'm not seeing this or this person's mm-hmm. not on the right seat and mm-hmm. you know we, we get to cheat really by mm-hmm. uh having the holy spirit g- giving us guidance
0: yeah exactly I actually read um yesterday morning this the proverb uh let me find it here but it's like so cliche but it's so true i think about it a lot which is um i thought i had it saved i don't uh the the man plans man plans his ways but the lord establishes his steps sure i think it's proverbs 16 um and it's like that's so true
1: we can plan all we want
0: um but we go to
1: god for wisdom phenomenal you can you can live your life off the book that you know the book of proverbs wisdom. There, proverbs Mm and just yeah you're gonna do pretty good in life
0: i know i know right (laughs) Um, Amazing. Well, once again, thanks for a good episode. This was fun. Yeah, that's great, man.
1: Good catching up. And uh, we love doing this. Yeah, it's fun.
0: If you're listening, make sure and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, kingsandpriest.io, all the different places. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So keep reaching out, and we'll hear from you soon. Later. See ya.